Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Really, Riley? 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 <laughs> Are you ready? This is the Really Riley Podcast. Woo! Beloveds, happy Friday. Hopefully you guys are having a really great week. I know I'm having a really great week. Thanks to you guys because ah, the We Got This Army, my fam, my subscribers, you guys have just literally made my life so much less stressful over the couple of last couple of days. And I'm just really proud of what I've put together for you and what we're building together because like I always say, this podcast, my dream of staying in Broadcasting is not at all possible without you guys. So got to start it off with a big fat thank you, thank you, thank you. So my Friday today, or wait, yes, Friday today. <laughs> oh my God. My Friday did not start off very great um, because of the fact I got up with Malin and it was just one of those mornings. Like he's been doing so well lately, which makes us very happy because there was a couple of months there that the tantrums were worrying us to the point where we were and still are going to have them evaluated just to be safe. Now, before you Karens and Kyles come at me, like I am the mother that I want with all my soul for nothing to be wrong. But when you see things that are wrong as a mom, the hope is that better safe than sorry. So that's what we were going for, you know, because even in having evaluated him evaluated before when he wasn't, you know, speaking, blah, 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 blah. Everything in that direction or arena is fine now a lot of people look at me like I was crazy and I could be, that's fine. But I want to make sure that my boys have the best of everything that I can give them, especially like if I can figure out ways to handle these things a little bit better, because let's face it, I have my own set of anxiety and ADHD and I just want to be the best mom that I can. Having said all that, he's been doing so well with what I guess they call transitions, like going from one thing to another that was Malin's biggest problem is that when he has to stop playing or stop doing something, it's like the biggest like meltdown in the world. Like he was headbutting things, hitting Marshall, like just a lot. And that has calmed down a bit. The other day, um, he was actually playing with a little boy at the park. Now I know that that's probably just like boring mom talk to a lot of people, but for Malin, that's just like, it's, it's a milestone they ask for when you go to evaluate them for certain things. They look at the milestones and, you know, try to figure out things from there because he's at that age where he's almost two and a half. So it's like things could go either or in the way of this is just two or there could be, you know, additional like efforts that we have to go through to help him through these tantrums and mood swings and all that stuff. But to see him sharing his trucks with another kid, laughing with another kid, interacting with another kid that wasn't his brother, like the angels were singing. And today I just had this like mom moment that was so monumental, but to everybody else it wouldn't be. But to this mama and that baby, it was. But let me back up. So first this morning when I was making him his breakfast, 
you know, he's a very picky eater, but we were trying to do different things with food or whatever. And first, like, he has a tantrum because he doesn't have a certain yogurt that he wants. But the tantrum only lasted, like, a minute. That's normal, right? With Malin, it would last two hours before. Lasted, like, 35 seconds. I was so happy. But then in me trying to quelch that tantrum and get him something else and give him different options and be patient, I turn around and the pan that I (laughs) was trying to cook my eggs in, because usually in the morning I'll do something quicker, like peanut butter toast or like, you know, if I'm doing leg day, it's like a carb, like, um, (laughs) excuse me, like a bagel or, you know, I'll do a yogurt with nuts or something like that, which side note, those of you guys that have asked for one of the subscriber features to be like a sample sort of meal plan for me for a week and like share that with you, like just for ideas that's coming. So thank you for that suggestion. Um, but yeah, the pan starts smoking. And then of course the, you know, what is it called? The fire alarm or whatever the like, um, smoke alarm starts going off. And with our house, it's not one that goes off. All of them start to go off and there's several, but (laughs) an added problem is that I'm a miniature person. I'm like pocket sized and we, I didn't, I don't know where the step stool was. So I had to step on one of our (laughs) bar stools or like they have backs on them. But I'm like, Oh God, it would be my luck for this fucking thing to fall over. So I'm up there with a, (laughs) a towel fanning this sucker. Like I had the the hood uh, fan over the stove going. And the thing of it is, is that it ended up being a win because with Malin before he was very sound sensitive. We made the mistake of taking him on this little train that goes through the neighborhood or like through the County over here in Walkersville where we live. Oh my God. You know, granted he was like five months old, big mistake. He did not like that. He screamed and cried the whole time. Once you're on this sucker, you're on it for like an hour. God, that was hell. But he didn't even flinch. He just went over to, like, he freaked out for a second and I held him. But then when I put him down and was taking care of it, like he was reacting to me like, okay, mom's okay. So I'm okay. Which I know it's very indicative of like us being aware that our anxieties transfer to this little baby because Malin a hundred percent is in tune to all that. But then two minutes later it was over. So then we go to, we were going to Joanne Fabrics because I needed some more vinyl for a project that I'm working on. And we were in line and Joanne's at that time of day, it was like 10 o'clock, never busy, but somebody must've been in there. Like she was returning like 19 things and then getting like 20 more. And then she had questions about their clearance and blah, blah, blah. And I don't want to shade because I'm that lady too. Now that if there's something on clearance and it doesn't ring up the right way, I I'll take a picture of the clearance, like sign and where it is and show them and be like, uh, no, this says that it's clearance. You need to honor it. So I guess <laughs> Riley turned into a Karen for a minute, but anyway, I was just breathing, putting out my good energy because normally that kind of a line, like four or five people deep and you're waiting like 10 minutes, Malin's lost it. So we're waiting in line and I had full well prepared to already just like get him a piece of candy. And a lot of times I'm that mom that will like let him open it. But he wanted this lollipop, these big old suckers. It was like as big as his head, not literally, but you know, as big as his cheek at least. And he was trying to open it, but I took it from him and I said, Malin, you got to wait. We got to pay for it. He's starting to know cues now. And I pointed over to the register and that baby, oh my God, it was like heaven opened up. He literally looked at me confused for a second and he was just like kind of playing with the wrapper, like tapping it in my hand. And he tried to grab it a couple of times, but it was like he understood that, okay, if I wait for a second, I'm going to get this. I will get that reward if I am patient. And I always say this, patience, my mom used to say patience is a virtue. And I'm like, well, it's not one that I'm fucking skilled at. But I swear the shit you learn from your kids or the shit you learn 
from the smallest little miracles that happen. And as I preach about manifestation, always, the minute that you start becoming grateful for all those little wins throughout the day is when all the things start rolling in. And oh my God, it wasn't even just that lesson for me about patience or whatever. It was that my two-year-old was able to comprehend this for the first time in his little life. And I wanted to cry because it was just, I knew and had prepared myself that if we got Melon evaluated and something was different, it didn't matter, of course. I was literally trying to get myself mentally prepared to, to take that on. And it's not like I wouldn't, but I didn't want to take it on in a point of weakness in my head or my heart like it's been, you know, since my world was rocked when I lost my job and then I lost my dog and it seemed like everything fucking fell apart. And then there was this. I was like, I, I don't know that I'm mentally equipped for that. I felt like that would have been the straw that broke the camel's back. But it's like you if you've ever seen that meme where it's like God kneeling down to a little girl and she's got a teddy bear and God is asking for this little teddy bear and there's a bubble in some of the memes that say, but God, I love it. And but behind his back, he's got an even bigger teddy bear for her. Always feels like that. And I feel like there's some shit like that on the horizon. I guess I'm all up in my feels today. I'm all up in my positive panties. Ugh, I said panties. I hate that word. We'll go with positive pants. <laughs> um, but he waited so patiently. And when I gave him the lollipop, he just said, thank you. I'm just ugh, like, I think as a mother, you go through ebbs and flows with bonding with your kids. And because my postpartum was so heavy with both my children, Lyric was a little bit sooner. Like I didn't, I, this sounds sad, but I don't think that I bonded with him until he was about 10 months old where it was like, oh, okay, this motherhood thing's kind of cool versus it just being stressful and hard and tiresome and all that. Whatever you can say boo about what I'm saying. I said what I said. That's how I felt when I first had my kid. It was, it was really rough. And then with Malin, I've had different ebbs and flows of bonding with him. But like most recently, since I've been on my own journey of healing what happened to me in the last year and just a lot of mental health stuff, a lot of hormonal shifts, all of the things, it's been difficult with the tantrums and then also being like a pseudo stay-at-home mom for the first time in my almost eight years of being a parent. That wasn't the trajectory that I had. So when you couple that with, you know, all the other stresses of money and, you know, trying to keep my businesses afloat and be a good wife and be a good friend. Then you have the tantruming that happens for a while. There was all day, every day. It was just the cortisol levels in my body were out insane because I never knew what tantrum was coming next. It's like waiting for a bomb to go off in your house. That bomb being the toddler that would headbutt the wall. If he didn't get what he wanted, he's going to be something, man. (laughs) This kid like is, he's got a lot of me. And a lot of Marshall in him. So we kind of knew that was going to be spicy. But to have him being able to learn and grow like that. Lyric did that too. But I think I see more of those strides with him now. You know, him turning into his own little person. Because Lyric was relatively an easy baby. As, as easy as any baby could be. God only gives you as much as you can handle. Because I was a single mom with him for the first three years. Malin, it's kind of like God's like, oh, well, you've got an amazing husband. An amazing older brother to help you. Here you go. <laughs> but that was like a super, super big win. Like that was my we got this moment for the week. Because <sighs> that just made so many things feel more possible. Because we don't do a lot of things like as a family often as more as often as we would like to because a lot of times it's always like we get there and then we have to leave because Malin is flipping his shit and it's not like we're trying to spoil him when I say flipping his shit I mean like everything we can handle except for like bashing daddy in the face with his fists or you know it's not just a normal scream it's that 
shrill, like almost like pain screaming or the headbutting that he would do and all that. So now that that is lifting a little, man, you know, I had a single mom or a first time mom message me like, I don't know how you did it when you were a single mom. Cause I'm afraid. And you know, it's my first time child and I have all the help in the world. I'm like, I mean, I don't think that my problems were any lesser or bigger or more or whatever the word you want to say than any other mom. Cause every child parenting journey has its own challenges. But fuck, man, I don't know how I did it either. You just do. And it's nice to have a moment where there's a break in the clouds and you see that sunshine, sunshine, sunshine coming through and you're like, fuck yeah. Um, so yeah, it was, it was a really fucking good start to the weekend. So I also wanted to talk about you, talk to you guys about this title that I titled this podcast. Um, <laughs> Riley Cockroach Couture. So it made me think of something the other day that used to bother me a lot, but now I think it's funny. Long time ago when I started the Kane show, there was this, it's sort of like a Reddit thing or just like a feed about the show. I'm not even gonna give the website out because I don't want to reignite this shit, but most of you probably already know anyway, but it was like, they were basically just talking shit about the Kane show. And, you know, I got a lot of the bad shit because I came into a space where, you know, the, a lot of other bad things had happened before I got there. And then I was the new girl. And I also didn't really have as much of a voice on the show as I did later. And people were just fucking gunning for me. And somebody always to this day, or at least to the last post on that one, used to call me Walmart couture. Like it was bad. And uh, side note, Walmart has stepped up their game. So I'm, I'm happy with that. Fuck off. You know, I, I now want to like use all of those arrows as things to propel me. And I was thinking the other day, I was like, well, you know what? I want to be like a fucking cockroach. I want to be like a cockroach in everything I do. And that might sound gross, especially coming from a Florida girl that knows about them cockroaches and how nasty they are. You ever had a palmetto bug fly at you, like the flying cockroaches? But bear with me for what I'm trying to say here, because I know it sounds pretty fucking crazy. Um, I saw this website that was, what's the website? Anyway, it doesn't matter. It, it was talking about be the cockroach. And they were talking about in a startup world. Being a cockroach means that no matter what, your company will be there in the future. You're passionate and committed to changing the world. This is especially true in the blockchain and virtual reality spaces. I was like, yes, like I want to be a fucking cockroach. Like apparently like they, you can't kill a cockroach very easily. Yeah, you can squish it or whatever. Like if you get that one shot at them, but in terms of like killing them in the masses, it's not that easy. I had some fun factoids about a cockroach. Some cockroaches can survive 10,000 hits of radiation and still survive. I want to be that person in business, in parenting, in friendship, in motherhood, in my relationship with my husband. I want to be that cockroach. There could be a damn apocalypse with zombies. Everybody gets eaten and I'm still fucking standing. Rawr! You know, like that makes me feel like really powerful. And I know cockroaches are nasty, but we're going to talk about the couture cockroach, the clean cockroach that doesn't eat out of the garbage can. The one that just, no matter what, life throws at that cockroach she gonna look good doing what she do she's gonna be a good person she's gonna smile through the bullshit and if she's not smiling through the bullshit and she's crying through it that's okay too but she's still gonna get through the bullshit i mean cockroaches can hold their breath for four to seven minutes underwater can you imagine like if your foe like literally throws you out into the water without a life raft 
and you're struggling for that four to seven minutes, that could be an eternity until somebody from your We Got This fam comes at you and saves you with a life raft because it's happened to me. <laughs> Even though I couldn't hold my breath for four to seven minutes, fuck, that would scare me. But you see where I'm going with this? Like, it sounds crazy. I know. It's like, ugh, cockroach. Couldn't you have filled, like, done a different reference? But, you know, I like the idea of, like, that underdog. You know, in terms of insects, you always think about the spider or the snake or insects and reptiles or whatever. Like, you always think about those as the powerful being, beings you have to fear. Cockroaches, it's kind of like, oh, they're so scary or they're so gross, but they're not like the dog that comes out ready to the fight. Or are they? I mean, because you can be a fucking snake and wear a cowboy hat and like basically just kill off every bit of competition that you have until you're more successful than you were before. Or are you though? Because what happens when you don't have anybody else to step on or take things away from? That means you're nothing, friend. Um, you realize that cockroaches don't even need their heads to survive? Like you can cut it off and a couple weeks later come back and that thing would still be kicking. I don't want to live without my head, but, you know, I kind of like my head, but, and also cockroaches, not only are they fast, but they can be trained over and over and over again. I love this. Um, this other website, it was medium.com, by the way, that I found it. Um, it, they say that a lot of companies take pride in being cockroaches. They took pride in calling their company that. They said, we're like cockroaches. And the funny thing about cockroaches is that they're really hard to kill and no one likes them in their space. Fuck yes. Yeah, of course they don't like you in your space. I've felt that for uh, the better part of like nine, last nine years or so of my career that I was like, why does everybody hate me so much? Like I never felt welcome walking into a situation, even though I tried my damnedest to make friends and be a team player and eat shit, literally, if I had to, to make things work. I ain't doing that no more. I'm over here matching energy now, friends. But I'm down to be a cockroach. Because there have been times where literally I wanted to throw in the towel in every single way and just give up and move in a different direction. But then I think of that snake in the cowboy hat trying to eat me. <laughs> and I'm like, no. Not gonna do it. You're not going to get that from me. Absolutely not. Because that would truly be giving up. That would truly mean my world is over. Like there's one thing if I was to like willingly decide to move to a different career path or do something else. Okay. You know, that'd be okay with I'd be okay with giving up. But like when somebody else forces you to submission and you just give that over to them, no, 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 no. Uh-uh. That would not be the we got this motto. That would not be the couture cockroach that I want to be. <laughs> that sounds so bad, but I, I, I just believe with what I'm saying here. You know, it's part of like the whole we got this motto that like no matter what, I will come back and keep kicking. And if I fail, fine. But I don't really believe in failure. That whole failure is not an option. It's just not because, yeah, there's failures, but it's really not a failure. It's just a pivot. It's just doing it different and coming back again and again and again, no matter how many times they try to squish you. And I always will. I don't love the idea of let your haters be your motivators just because then you're still thinking about your haters and they're not really fucking worth it. But it's that idea of lighting the flame. You know, it's what's that Eminem, it's in the Eminem song that's like, um, I'll teach you 
how to take that hate and turn it to gasoline or something like that. I like that. That's where I'm at right now. Friends, I'm definitely feeling it. And honestly, you guys and Malin today are like my steam lately. I just can't thank you enough for signing up for the subscription because I never wanted at all for the things that I gave you to have to be paid in any capacity. That felt ick to me. But if you guys want me to keep connecting with you in this way, which God, I want to, and sharing all the things that I've learned and all the insight and being there for you, like I had to do something of that. Until, you know, radio comes back around again, which God willing it will, the right decision and the right position and all of that. This is what I want to do to connect with you. I don't want to let go of that. It's been 20 years of my life. It's part of me. And I'll be damned if I let it go because some snake was trying to kill my couture cockroach. No, (laughs) ma'am. So thank you, thank you, thank you, guys. If you guys want to subscribe, you can do that at reallyreallypodcast.com. I'm so glad that you guys liked the newsletters that I've sent out so far to my subscribers. Um, yeah, I was really proud of those little graphics that I put together and all that little stuff. Cause I want it to be like how you do one thing is how you do everything. And I like for it to be just so, so super, super excited about all that. I've already had some purchases on the new merch on the website subscribers. You get the dibs on the, on the merchandise first, because I always make everything. And once the inventory is gone, it's gone. Cause you know that I like to have things that are one of a kind. So subscribers get first dibs on that. They get five bucks off in the shop. Um, Yeah, you're going to get video tutorials. Like I said, I think next week it's going to be the sample meal plan that I'm going to put together and all kinds of goodies. Like we're going to have video versions of the podcast. I might even have like a few video versions of Ask Riley that are just specific to that that you guys want to know about because I know that it seems like I'm like just not sharing it with everybody, but it's not really that. Like there's some things that I don't want some of the, rest of the world that are just listening to hate to hear because I don't need that juju. So I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. You want to hit me up with a show me the ring. We haven't done one of those in a minute. I would love to share your love story and your engagement ring. Um, if you have an ask Riley or if you have a small business spotlight that you want to do, or if you have anything you want to hit, hit me up with any questions about the subscription comments, concerns, DMS are always open at Riley Couture at really Riley podcast at house of W by Riley Email is reallyreallypodcast at gmail.com. And then the website again is reallyreallypodcast.com. I say that slower because I'm so proud that I finally have that. But um, thank you guys so much for listening and I will talk to you next week. It's Riley. It's really Riley. Wow. (laughs) It's Friday. What do y'all want from me?